Welcome to episode 39 of the Black in Fashion podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today. I'm going to jump right on in, and I want to make sure that I acknowledge our sponsors for this episode. Our sponsor is 620 Style, which is a luxury sportswear brand for women who value style and comfortability. Um, 620 Style is all manufactured and produced in New York City. Um, She is a black, thriving designer. She's a songwriter. She does a lot of great things for women. Um, her tagline is when you think of superheroes, think of women. Think of a mother, think of grandmothers. Women have the capa- capacity to stretch, transform, and become larger than life. Women find the crack and fit into its tiny spaces. Women break down walls and pave roads. Women are delicate and beautiful. Women can strut. Women can fly. Women are superheroes. So shop 620 style and use the promo code Black Fashion. So today, speaking of women's empowerment and women's superheroes, I have Simone. She is the designer, creative director, owner, everything above model (laughs) for Chaos the Brand. Um, Simone, sometimes you have to pop of you have to pop of a cup. Uh, I just messed that all the way up. <laughs> like, My bad, Simone. Let me just redo that. <laughs> okay. So as I introduce Simone, meet the designer. So sometimes you have to be a pop of color on a white wall. Originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Simone always knew there was more than what her surroundings offered. Studying fashion design and business at Columbia College Chicago. I'm a matter up in here. (laughs) She knew she was destined to become a designer, then moving to New York and adding a baby boy to the mix put fire under her. She found beauty in her chaos and created her brand. Chaos the brand makes clothes for women who are conscious and don't overindulge in fast fashion. We design and wear clothes that matters. Our goal is to make you feel powerful today, tomorrow, and the next 10 plus years. Say hi to the people, Simone. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming. It's Thank been a long time. You, I feel like you. Uh, I was talking to you like when I first started. This, oh yeah, and we girl. on episode in thirty nine, and she finally making her grand yeah, appearance. Know, let's say, <laughs> you know, it'd be rough. It'd be rough. It'd sometimes. be rough sometimes. But thanks for having me. Of course, this is great. So I like to start with like a. Uh, what I call like a icebreaker. Okay. So like we're gonna do like this little game that I like to do called this or that. And okay. You just tell me like which one you prefer over the other. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So um, mini skirts or midi skirts. Mini skirts. <laughs> okay. Show the legs off. <laughs> All right. Um, under boob or side boob. I'm a side boob girl. These are these little A cups. Side boob. Yeah, I love the side um, boob. Fit or flare on the skirt? Mm, flip. Fit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, bell bottom or skinny leg? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm going to say bell bottom. Look, crop top, bell bottom. Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And would you go for a, a mule or a wedge? A mule. <laughs> Hands down. I want one. A brim or like a fedora? Like a full on, like brim <laughs> or something a little more like kind of like what you have on mm, let's do a brim oh. that's extra yeah. <laughs> loving extra all right so yes. uh, let's go right in okay. so let's talk a little bit about like your background mm-hmm. and where you're from okay. and like what kind of got you started 
Okay. Um, well, like you said, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Went to college in Chicago. Um, before I even decided to go to design school, I was always a girl that would like style my friends in middle school, you know, styling my friends in high school. I'm the one that was spray painting the shirts and the jeans, drawing all over them. And that's when I'm like, I'm supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I want to do. So I started taking sewing classes, thanks to my grandma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Grandparents come through. Be the truth. <laughs> she took me to these sewing classes. And from there, you know, I think that's where fashion just started. Mm -hmm. um, and even when I started college, like into college, Columbia, I didn't start as a design major. You know, I mm -hmm. just thought that was just talent. Like, okay. do you really learn this, you know? So I enter as a journalist major and for a whole year. And I was like, this is not for me. It's nothing creative <laughs> about this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I switched over to fashion design and here we are. Yeah. Was Columbia your first choice? Columbia was my first choice. I didn't even look up another school. Oh, like, that's what's up. Mm -hmm. so you only applied to one. I hit K. Okay. So you <laughs> did you ever feel like you, um, well, I guess you did get that. Like, did you feel like you missed out on like not getting like uh, maybe like a HBCU experience or like that like being in the because you but you did stay in the dorms but like yeah. being more like like not in the middle of the heart of the city. I do I feel like Columbia and as you know it makes you grow up faster. Facts. Um, you get a lot of freedom mm -hmm. you know to just do as you please you decide you're not going to class mm -hmm. that's your choice and it's kind of hard when you coming in at 18 after Facts. being under your parents you know but mm -hmm. I say I missed out as far as the culture aspect of things, mm -hmm. but not so much of like education. Like Columbia gave me things that I feel like a black college probably couldn't give me. Okay. You know, just with the freedom, we didn't, we partied, but we didn't, it, it wasn't that type of school. We mm -hmm. like was thrown into business, you nice. know? Like our teachers did, our teachers were like designers and they were in the industry, so. It just set the standard, like, the bar high for me, mm. you know. So it wasn't like I wasn't coming in to the fashion as a adult, like, timid. Mm. It's like I've been doing this since I was 18. You know? Did you find that it was a big transition coming from the way, like, you learn, like, from, like, what grandma, like, kind of helped out with and taught you it or in, like, going into a design setting? Because when I got there, I felt like I knew everything, but I took my first class, and I'm like, oh, well, I don't know shit compared to uh, <laughs> what I'm supposed girl. to know. Listen. So did you find, like, that transition, not discouraging, but just like, ooh, like, I really thought that I had all that, because I thought I was, like, Miss Sewing Queen mm -hmm. until I got there, and I got, like, a reality check. Oh, yeah, because patterns and all that stuff, like, even in high school, like, you know, it's more taking something that already exists and mm. remaking it, like making it better. Or you're making pillows, you're making, like, you know, you're making a jacket, but you taking the sleeves from a blue jean jacket and putting on a leather jacket. Like, from the beginning, like pattern, like drawing out, pattern making, all that was new to me. Okay. So I used to be in a class like, whoa. Yeah, and like we had some talented people, it was some competition, you yeah. know. Mm -hmm. So it was a struggle. <laughs> it was a struggle oh, at I first. Know. Yeah, <laughs> for me, I think drawing was my biggest struggle. Um, and I think that, and oh, I didn't even say that. Me and Simone met in class. Yeah, we met <laughs> in class. We've known each other for a was long it in time. Draw what class was it? Was that? Uh, fundamentals of fashion. Design. Okay, okay. Fundamentals, fundamentals of fashion. And I couldn't draw for shit. Listen. <laughs> 
I could I couldn't draw either. <laughs> and it's hard because that's your that's the first step. Yeah. You know, is really putting your ideal on paper. Mm. And what you might look at, somebody else might not see that. <laughs> like, right. Not what at is all. this? You know? <laughs> so I think yeah. I have it to be a oh, yeah. during critique. <laughs> oh yeah. Especially when you gotta put your work in front of like your 20 classmates mm -hmm. and they shit look like they're fucking <laughs> they've been doing this for years you know yeah. so yeah it's, it's it was tough okay yeah. so right now in your fashion design process what is your favorite part um i think it's really just the end like seeing your garments on a body okay. you know like it's out of your head now it's off the paper it's not just pattern pieces all over the place like you seeing it move the fit and it's so satisfying Oh, yes. I can't wait to feel that feeling again. It's been a while. Yeah, I know. I'm waiting for you, girl. Girl, one day. Um, I guess, like, would you say that your process is pretty standard, like, um, as far as, like, industry standards? And do you feel like you kind of, like, created your own wave and you've made your own, like, process as far as, you know, like, in school they taught us, like, oh, you got you got to have your concept first. Then you, you right. got to create, create your mood board. Then you, you got to draw your mm -mm. flats. And, like, what's your, what does your process look like when you decide to put together a And I think that's the great thing about, like, doing it for yourself and mm -hmm. not someone else because my process is not, you know, going out, finding inspiration. Like, an idea might just pop in my head as we sit in. And I'm like, oh, let me, you know, me get, get this that. out. Because um, mm -hmm. sometimes I design backwards. Like, I, I might sketch some stuff out and it's like, okay, where's the inspiration? Like, mm -hmm. let me put a mood board together. Or I might see fabric first. And from there, I'm designing based on that fabric, fabric I found, you know? That's so, how they do it now, which is crazy. That's how they do it um, in the industry now. Oh, okay. They find okay. the fabric or they go out and um, find, like, go to sources and places mm -hmm. or go, like, retailing and find fabrics and then design into from the fabric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. Interesting so, way to do it, which I think is pretty smart yeah but. it makes sense you mm -hmm. know um because just because you drew something you might not be able to find that pa that fabric and now your whole design look different you right. know True. so um i'll be all over the place you know <laughs> as, as long as the main goal is to get my piece out and it looks the way i want it to look that's that that's all that matters to so, me so what you're saying that you all over the place is that kind of like what chaos that is stand, and, stands from? yeah uh -huh. and that's where my brand name even came from i mm -hmm. think i had to like at first it was a little like whoa like simone you need to be structured like and it's like everybody don't work like that right and you know and I work in madness, and that's when my best work come out, you know, mm -hmm. like crunch time, and I thrive in that area. So that's where the brand name, you know. Okay. <laughs> How have you uh, been, I feel like, you know, have you? do you feel like that you have done really great as far as, like, social media, or do you feel like there's areas there that you need, like, you want to work on? Or, like, what is it about it that you feel is great, and what are the disadvantages that you feel have been working or not working for you? Okay, see, the social media thing, even my personal self, I'm just not really a social media person, okay. you know, mm -hmm. and it's hard to throw myself out there like that. And so now with my brand, it's like chaos has to be like, the Sasha fears of some, you know, Simone, right. like, because I can't be who I am with my brand or nobody will ever see it, you know? So, Excellent. and social media is like a great thing. Like, it gives you a platform to reach people that you would normally not reach just from word of mouth, you know? True. Like, 
I can have fans in Australia and clients in, you know, Africa. And it's like, ain't never stepped foot in on Africa soil, you know? <laughs> right. So um, I think social media is good and bad. Um, the bad for me is I don't want people to judge my work um, and who I am by my amount of followers, you okay. know, because that's mm -hmm. part of building your brand. Like, they don't just come right away. Right. So, yeah, that's like the bad up. The yeah. bad aspect. I of love. Uh, I, somebody told it to me like, like I love an underdog. Like you may only have two hundred or three hundred followers, but you got two hundred, three hundred dedicated that followers that mess, mess with, with you. you. Yes, yes. Like you can mm -hmm. have ten thousand millions of followers and don't. I think I saw someone on social media and can't sell nothing or sales are terrible or like they don't understand your your vision right. or your creativity and stuff like that so you can't like really base it off of the right. numbers like you really gotta look at you look at them insights exactly look at them impressions exactly. and not like the the follower account and stuff because i don't think that that's even legit i have to really just keep that in mind too because it's like just because somebody got 22k followers don't mean they got 22k likes they Facts. don't got 22k comments you know so mm -hmm. that don't mean those are all their clients some people are not your clients and they're just fans or it's like a popularity contest absolutely you know so at this point it's like my work is going to speak for itself mm -hmm. you know regardless i find that social media can be very shallow for mm -hmm. sure um i posted a video since we were talking about i posted a video of a, a guy like someone client last week okay or two, and i have two maybe two thousand followers mm -hmm. on the lc apparel consultant page mm -hmm. girl that doggone uh thing that video had twenty-two thousand views and I have 2,000 followers. So I was like, where are these people? I don't know. Yeah. But it's like they shallow. He was a good looking mm -hmm, guy. Mm -hmm. and, and literally, and when I tell you, it wasn't even a 15 second clip. Oh, I seen that. You one. saw that. Uh -huh. And I guess people were sharing it and going off. So when I went back and I looked at the insights, I'm like, 22,000. Right, exactly. Y'all don't even follow mm -hmm. me. And so y'all was just going and looking at it because I guess he's an attractive. I'm like, this is the shallowest shit oh, yeah. I have ever oh, seen. Yeah in my life oh yeah <laughs> like, like you like, really wow. just have to be <laughs> or it was just i got too many i got a lot of women followers and they was like ooh, a, a man and it's not <laughs> it's not bad now you got 20, 22 people 22k people that viewed your page right and they probably like, come back what? you know when i have post another man <laughs> and i don't get them that often no, no <laughs> i gotta have a man and what when it comes to the no. page your that's work awful. your work speak for itself like, they're gonna come that's terrible mm -hmm. that is hilarious so tell me about um um, how this transition into like motherhood has uh, changed like your not even changed but like put that fire under you um, as far as like getting your business and maybe talk a little bit about like we you know why you took a hiatus mm -hmm. for a little while um, just like what kind of like stirred just like whoa let me let me Listen. get back out here so you know I literally like my goal was to move to New York right then you get here and it's like whoa like this is real life shit like mm -hmm. now it's i'm in survival mode so nothing mm -hmm. else matters like i need to eat i need somewhere to sleep you know so you get lost making money for the now and not really working towards your future you know sure. and i was stuck there for a long well, time can i i just want to say mm -hmm. when i when i first moved to new york i lived with simone <laughs> yeah it was me and her in a little ass room. In a little ass, ass room. room. It was me and her in a little ass room. And, and but I wouldn't have been able to come had then I was like, I need I don't got nowhere to live. I wanna I come here. You, I gotta girl. find somewhere. So thank you. I wanna if I don't know if I've ever said but thank you, you know so much, but 
I mean, I wouldn't have. I didn't have a plan. I didn't know anybody. So we thugged I, it out. We thugged and it out. <laughs> even before New York, like you was that helping hand for me. And you've always been, you uh-huh. know? So it's like, I know if I have a question and it might be a dumb question to most, let me be like, girl, this the answer. Like <laughs> she always got it. She okay. always got my back. And mm-hmm. like, I, everybody needs somebody like at that in the industry. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're that person for a lot of people. Oh, so, girl, But back to you. So, okay. Let's go. Okay, so um, you got in survival mode. Yeah, you know? so it was like, you know, working retail, doing this, doing that. And it really literally wasn't until I found out I was pregnant that I was like, okay, your time is not just your time no more. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're going to do anything, do it now. Like, and I think that's the hardest part for people is just starting. You know, it's sometimes it's finishing, but it's really just starting. So, you know, I was I had my baby in August of last year. November, I was taking classes with you because mm-hmm. I'm like, now I need to relearn everything that I've learned in college. Mm-hmm. And it's been years years of me not touching a sewing machine i've always like was drawing collecting inspiration like kind of building the brand but i didn't have a name yet you know i didn't know what i wanted to make like as far as you know i thought i was going to be a lingerie designer mm-hmm. then i was like mm, i can't put myself in that box i want to make everything yeah right. i like so. the lingerie thing that's like, it's very sensual mm-hmm. and yeah. it's something that's you know i would add but it's like oh i don't want to call myself a lingerie brand because now i feel like that's the only thing i can produce so you do i, I feel like when you do like put yourself in one category sometimes it's easy to get stuck mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. then it's like it's like a catch-22 because sometimes when you try to do everything you know you don't hone in on that one thing it's yeah. like this is what i want to be remembered for but that's also true when you got to think you can keep putting out designs 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 and all of a sudden that one thing just catches somebody's eye and that's what made you pop you know so like i have 10 pieces out mm-hmm. and somebody just loved this jacket and somehow they reposted the jacket, reposted the jacket. And now this jacket is the main thing. So now I'm creating jackets, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like your clients too kind of steer you in on your path. Yeah. I think that you are my only person that went on the tour. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. You're the only person that went on the tour that actually did something. Did, did, not yeah. did something, but did the process. Oh, okay. What I've come to find is that the people come on the tour, mm-hmm. but they still ask me to do the consultation, and then they still have me manage the entire thing for them. So even though I've given them all the tools, tools. and the people mm-hmm. to get this stuff done, it's either uh, very intimidating and they don't want to do it or it's too much work. How did you feel this past time just going through Ooh. that process? Because you are the only one that was like, okay, she gave me everything that I need. Let me just do it. Everyone else is like, I'm not about to do this shit. See, when I did the tour and you know, cause I was asking questions and then you came up with the tour and I was like, okay, let me just see, you know, because mm-hmm. that's my fear. It's right. like, you know, it's like calling your mom, like, what do I say to these people? You know, so like, <laughs> this is true. how I feel. I was like, uh-huh. ooh, when I go in here, like, what do I say? Uh, good I morning, say? y'all. Everybody's like, good morning, for NYC. Good morning, for family. Good morning. <laughs> um, right. So it was very intimidating, but I'm a confident person. And at this point, I'm grown. You know, it's like, <laughs> true. it's like, I can't. I don't want to pay somebody to do something that I can just do myself. You know, I need mm-hmm. to cut my corners. Like, my money is for 
other things, you know? So I was walking in and I was intimidated, but people need to know that these people, that their, their business is to help you. They right. want your business. Absolutely. So there's no such thing as a dumb question. It, like when I first got there, mm -hmm. they sat down and said, this is how you fill out the cutters must. Or this is how we want you to do it or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. And now I come in, they be like, hey, Simone. And I've only been doing it for what? It's been like a couple months. A couple months, yeah. you know? So you build these relationships. Like exactly. they know you, they trust you mm -hmm. to the point it's like, oh, you just pay me next time. Exactly. You and know? that's what I was and trying to do. And that's more, that's the thing that I stress the most. I feel like at the tour, I'm like, build your I'm coming here introducing y'all to these people so mm -hmm. you can build your relationship right. with these people and build your own payment time. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, this, this is the point they're of doing there the to tour. help you. Like, they want. They need you to succeed, you Absolutely. know? So it was intimidating at first, but I walked in there and I was like, oh, I waited. I, I felt like I wasted so much time because of fear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and sometimes you have to look at things like it happens when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. But I was like, this is what I was scared of. Like, right. Talking <laughs> to these people. And then sometimes you got to get firm because I know you had to get firm on a couple of factors. Like, yo, you know what? If you can't do it, and don't do it. You gotta you boss up. It's enough. your time. It's your money. Absolutely. And you just gotta boss up. Like, mm -hmm. you know, that's period. Like, the world. <laughs> period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, period. I'm not period. about to play with you. If I give you a delivery date, you need to make my yeah, date. And if you can't do it, don't agree to it. And, you know, people feel like, you know, especially looking at me, like, they might think I'm younger than what I am, you mm -hmm. know, like, that I'm going to be intimidated. And it's like, I'm not. Like, you can't get over on me. Like, right. I, one thing I do, and I will stand up for myself. So, mm -hmm. um, it's been times I had to pull, like, stop a project because mm -hmm. somebody wasn't doing it on my time gotcha and they was doing on their time but i'm the paying customer so x yeah <laughs> do what you gotta do yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta, you gotta boss up you do <laughs> so how i guess i want to ask like it's i, I was watching your um mm -hmm. your visuals i think they're really dope mm -hmm. how did you come up um like with like the way you were going to present the clothing for your relaunch to the world like this is what my concept is and this is how i'm going to put it because the visuals is dope like how much of the visuals, like, and that was what the thing that stuck out the most when you started to like, you know, give them an inch, mm -hmm. you know, let me give you a little bit yeah. more. So I just want to kind of figure out how you came up with like that conceptual, like this is me, but I'm not going to say anything because you don't talk. I don't. I'm going to present it to you visually, but I'm going to tell you a story. Right. And and you started before you even launched because you would throw pictures. And I was trying to build mm -hmm. that, that vibe. Um, and it started off just, just say with colors, mm -hmm. like. You know, those my my colors are red and black. For those who don't know, um, that's my brand. You know, colors and it's just sexy and powerful. And every picture, everything, I want you to feel sexy and powerful. And I tell myself when I start, I'm gonna be my own model. Mm -hmm. You know, like I want the everyday woman to feel like she could wear this stuff. You Absolutely. know, like I didn't want it to be too too many visuals, like I didn't want it to be a model, like can't be too pretty, like it would be like a selfie in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted it to look like and I feel like that's how it came across. And that's mm -hmm. I'm like, at first just be your own model. And cut corners, I don't wanna pay. Right. I don't wanna pay <laughs> models, you know? And I just don't wanna be on nobody else's time, you mm -hmm. know? And I'm like, I made these clothes because it's like the stuff that I want that I can't find. Mm -hmm. And now I'm presenting it to you. Like I'm giving it to you too, you know? The stuff that I feel I need or we need and I can't find it. And not saying it's just 100% new designs, but 
it's my designs and it's my fabric choices. It's my colors. You know, it's the way I did it. So, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. So, I have like a second segment, like through the middle of the podcast, where it's like, it's a success, it's a disaster, okay. but I overcame it. So, I want you to like, and oh, and this segment is sponsored by 620 Style. <laughs> And um, just make sure you guys shop 620 Style and you put in the Black and Fashion Pod Code today. Flash Pod Code. Black and Fashion. <laughs> Black Fashion Promo Code. And today I'm wearing the Country Glamour Jogging Suit. I mean, for people who watch on YouTube, it's luxurious and comfortable as hell. So get it. So I want you to tell about a story. It could be it could be one or the other okay. or it could be both. Like where, um, and it could be in your production, it could be in design, it could be the after okay. effect where you felt like um, you more so than anything, you learned something from the experience, whether it was success or a disaster, but it was like a learning thing. Um, okay. Um, just, you know, I just put my stuff in production mm-hmm. um, and I was making these panties. Mm-hmm. And you know, I bought the fabrics, I bought the chains, I bought all the material for it. I took it, they said, cool, they did what they did. They they made the panties exactly how I envisioned them to be. Mm-hmm. Spent my money on them to make these panties. <laughs> Take them back home in the sample panty, I tried on, chain breaks. There's no way for an ass to fit in these panties. Because oh, the chains are stretchy. The chains are not stretchy. And in my mind, I'm like, okay. why didn't I Why didn't I think about that? And, you know, because the elastic around the waist is stretchy, like the right. front and the back of the panty, okay. I'm thinking they would pull up. I don't know who booty I thought they was going to pull up because the show wasn't mine. Oh, yeah, my God. So this is me now. You know, I spent money on something that I can't sell, I can't put out there. And money on, like I said, the production, the fabrics, the chains. And I'm just like learning experience. Like when you waste money, you don't make that same mistake It's called again. bought lessons. That's my mama okay. saying. It's a bought lesson. <laughs> hey, exactly. <laughs> I paid a for that lesson. Lesson. <laughs> so now I'm like, you know what I missed? I missed the fittings. I missed the fittings. I made a sample and I missed the fittings. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just where I'm at. So now I make sure that if I got to make five samples, mm-hmm. I'm making five, five fit samples. samples. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Before I just look at something and say, oh, it looks good. So they were beautiful, but they are oh, not girl. functional. They're not functional. They look good. Damn. So it's like, oh, maybe they can be a bookmark or something. <laughs> you know, so now. I'm gonna figure can out a we, way. Can we to, give though? Can we give a gift for purchase? <laughs> like we're gonna wall or something. We're gonna we're gonna figure. I'm gonna figure out a way. And it's crazy because I was up. It's crazy that you asked me that because I was up last night and I just couldn't, you know, sleep. Probably because of the whole podcast and everything. Really? It's my first time. You know, it's my first time really speaking about my brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking about these damn panties. And I'm like, <laughs> I gotta figure this out because ain't no way. Can we add a clip? So that way you put it on and then you clip it in the front? I still think the the chain is too thin that it's going to pop. It's going to pop. But what I'm thinking we're going to do is just do a regular elastic mm-hmm. band, like how a bra strap is. Right. And we're going to have the chains make them longer. Okay. And let them droop. Like, you know, hang and dangle. Opposed to being fitted. Instead of them being fitted. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. I'm figuring out a way to do it. But yeah. that was just overall just a learning experience like mm-hmm. you know you get so excited 
Mm-hmm. But it's like you didn't go through that process. Yeah. And you can skip when it comes to like des- like designing or creating something, you can skip the the creative aspect of things. Like you don't have to go find fabric first it or you live in your first. You live in <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, so. sweetie. <laughs> Thank you. That's very beautiful talent. <laughs> Oh, thank you. So now it's just like, make sure you take your steps. Do Mm -hmm. the fittings. Do the fittings. I just posted about fittings. Literally. It was like, I'm going to tell y'all why it is so important. Because after production, it's like, damn. Had I had just done a freaking fitting, I could have avoided this. Or had I just slowed. And I mean, even as me as as a production manager, I make make mistakes. Yeah. Still do. Made one recently. Also, mm-hmm. bought lesson. Um, this client in particular, yeah. um, I was doing her production and I was moving too fast and I put the wrong swatch on the cut tape. Oh. So I made all the pants in the wrong, wrong fabrics. Fabric. Yeah. And I had to, of course, make them mm-hmm. over. So I was like, God. Damn. Yeah. And I was just moving too fast, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then, um, same pant, same pant. Um, because I, I did all the patterns and stuff like that, I did it based off of uh, just like a picture. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, um, the princess scene was going directly from the dark line, just all the way down, mm-hmm. which kind of, you know, it, it kind of curves over. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't want it to curve. Oh. She wanted to go straight. Mm-hmm. So I had to go back to quality, mm-hmm. refix the pattern, regrade oh. the pattern, and get them recut oh. in the fabric. So not only was it the wrong fabric, it was the pattern, pattern was wrong, wrong yeah. and it had to be updated and then regraded and then recut. See, <laughs> and it's so, lessons learned. So like boom, 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 like bam, 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 bam. Those lessons are also like beautiful disasters because mm-hmm. that happened to me a lot when I was like, I'm gonna make my own. After I took the pattern and making classes with you, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I'm gonna make all my own patterns. And sometimes in my mind, I envision something mm-hmm. and then when I actually put the piece together and sew it it looks like something else but I'm like yeah oh, happens all the time but this is cute <laughs> happens oh, all the I'm time keeping this design this is my better this is better than my original design <laughs> so yeah that's what's up <laughs> lessons learned <laughs> girl <laughs> wait tell me about it <laughs> that's hilarious do you um ever feel like um you know just being like um a mother and being like a black designer that you have like a lot of like you know disadvantages or you feel like you're like no what I'm bracing it I you know I'm I'm doing it or do you feel like it's a little bit harder and you do have like a couple hurdles to jump over I mean it's it's hard mm-hmm. and it's hard because you know I'm a mom first you know mm-hmm. I'm a designer second like I'm a mom first so <clears throat> it's like my time is like split you know mm-hmm. and the good thing about my situation is I am on my own time, mm-hmm. you know, and I think you have to really do it because you love it and not because you want recognition right away. You want money right away because it ain't happening. You know what I mean? <laughs> like It takes time. Like it takes time to build your brand. It takes time to build your clientele. And I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's a disadvantage. I just think that, well, not a disadvantage for me because like I'm on my own time. Like I'm not racing no clock. Right. You know, it's just hard because, like, I have someone else that I'm taking care of. Like, I can't just go to my studio and work. 
Right. Like, baby's up. Baby needs to be fed, you know? Right. So, um, do you have any, like, a time management, like, advice for, like, mothers that are designers that feel the same thing you felt as far as, like, you know, not having the time to dedicate it or I got to do this first? Like, you got any I mean, I advice think to time management things that work has been working for you? As far as time management, I think you just got to be hungry, meaning when brave sleep my baby name is brave when <laughs> little brave is sleep his name's buddha <laughs> buddha <yeah. laughs> um that's when i decide okay you want to take a nap you can't take a nap because this is the time you got talking about myself okay you know so brave sleep i'm working mm-hmm. you know what i mean sometimes i have really late hours and you know i'll leave the house at maybe 8 30 when his father come home so i could go to the studio and be in the studio until 2 3 in the morning but mm-hmm. it's like i really just it's just what works for you mm-hmm. and i think moms need to know that your kid is going to eventually grow up they're going to leave the house Mm-hmm. And they're going to have their own families. And you're going to be stuck saying, damn, I wish I would have used my time to serve my purpose yes, and do what I want to do. Like, I'm pretty sure Brave wouldn't mind me missing hours <laughs> of him playing and watching TV for me to, you know, work on my career and my goals. So I think it's just not feeling like you have to be with your kids 24-7, gotcha. you know, and just go do your thing because they're going to. They're gonna like they're gonna be proud of you after you know like mm-hmm. they're gonna be proud that you made the decision to become who you were destined to become Absolutely. because you don't choose you don't like I, I felt like designing was like my destiny I supposed to be a designer you know right brave chose me okay you know like, like as far as like mom like my life goal is not to just be brave's mom right my life goal is to be a designer. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. and along this journey, my baby chose me. So I don't supposed oh. to lose, you know, designing because I had a kid. Should have brought Buddha <laughs> right here with us. Okay, this, <laughs> this would not be working right now. <laughs> so do you feel like because you got your studio and you got your own space that it um, served even more motivation for you? Um, for myself, I felt like because I now have a space I feel like I I, 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 will, I always want to be in there. Mm-hmm. I want to spend my time in there. And it has motivated me mm-hmm. to want to work on, like, my own brand and not just everyone else's. But do you feel there's something about, like, setting the tone and creating a space where you could just work and that you really do got to pull it out of the home? Because I can go in there and close them doors and I will not go in my room. Right. But if I have my sewing machine in my room, I'm going to lay down. Oh, yeah. If I have my pattern making table in my uh, living room, I'm going to sit on the oh, couch. Yeah. So do you feel like that that is, like, absolutely necessary that you remove your home from your workspace yes because now you have no choice like you're surrounded around your work you know like Mm -hmm. at home you have all these other distractions and that's another thing why i got the studio Mm -hmm. and i gotta pay rent it's mm-hmm. like, so I have no choice but to work my ass off because I gotta not only pay this rent, you know, it's like, <clears throat> I bought all these fabrics. It's like, now I gotta sell, right. you know? And like, you just get in boss mode when you're around your things, your sewing machines, your mannequins, you know, like your fabrics, your designs. It's like, it's way, you're, it's way more inspiring than being in a familiar place, like your home. Because gotcha. I used to find myself, now I'm hungry. 
I'm in the kitchen. My studio, I bring a bottle of water and a granola bar. Hey, now. Like, okay. I'm not eating. <laughs> I'm not leaving until what I need to do is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. And at home, you know, up. Uh, what's on MTV? What's on VH1? It's like, it was... It was hard. Yeah. <laughs> I just in fact, I just put a TV in my studio. Oh, did you? But I didn't like set up cable and like that. Mm-hmm. I got a smart TV, so I put uh, I just put the YouTube on there. Oh yeah. I listen to these all day mm-hmm. to figure out where I can be better. Okay. You know, I looked mm-hmm. at my other one yesterday, yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was eating. <laughs> I was. It's but, like but I forgot that the camera was here. Okay. Because it was a phone interview, so no one was in here with right, me. Right, right, right. But I'm t- ask a question. I'm listening to the man talk, and I'm turning around right. and I'm eating. <laughs> I, I I made sure I wasn't smacking mm-hmm. in the microphone, but I'm like, it's a whole ass camera. You. Yeah. Of me turning around fucking this sandwich Growth. up. Growth. <laughs> but now you know. Now but I, that's you the only thing I have in the studio. The only thing I play in the studio is these podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I could I'm talking too fast. If I'm moving too fast, um, you know, am I am I cursing too much? Mm-hmm. Like so now that's that's the only thing that plays. It's yeah. just like over and over, like I got enough fucking episodes to just keep fucking playing. Yeah. And that's me. It's a vibe. Mm. Like, I said, a vibe. Like, mm. it's either I'm listening to music or I'm listening to a podcast. Like mm. I said, I listen to your podcast, um, you know, every Monday. Because normally I'm in the studios Mondays and Wednesdays as of now. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um I listen to other podcasts, you know. I be watching Red Talk Table. Like, I listen I like, I like to, you know, get me going and moving. Mm-hmm. But... I can't watch TV. Like I Facts. can't. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. What um I was like, what are you doing now? Or what are your plans for now as far as like sales and marketing? Like you're doing direct to consumer. So when you do direct to consumer, you can do so much. You can mm-hmm. do pop up events mm-hmm. and trunk shows mm-hmm. and you know, a fashion preview. And are you you probably like me? Are you anti fashion show because it's just like a waste of money? Um, that's one thing that just never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as fashion show because I'm not putting together like collections, 10 piece collections, you mm-hmm. know? So, and not saying it has to be, it has to be 10 pieces, but it's more of just like pop-ups. Like I just want to get myself out there so people know who I am, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, outside of the brand, like I have to remember, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very like, it seems shy, like I say I'm shy and timid, but you got to think like we worked at Akira. Like, I made my money by selling, you know. I had to sell in order and have clients, like, make clients and loyal clients in order for me to get a check. So, I think right now it's just me trying to figure out the marketing aspect of the business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I've been looking up pop-up shops in New York, around New York. I'm willing to travel. Okay. Yeah, um, just to get myself out there. Um, And that's one thing I say about college. Like, I was just talking to my fiancé about that um, last night. Like, they'll teach you, but they don't teach you how to succeed. You know what I mean? I did a whole episode on education, girl. (laughs) Yeah, like, you (laughs) have to do that on your own. Like, you have to get out there. You have to put yourself out there. You have to learn. So... This the I don't know if you can see that, but Mm-mm. he said try a big hoop ring instead of a chain for the underwear. <laughs> That's what the comments said. A big hoop ring? <laughs> yeah, like a like oh, the ring. oh, that's cute. Chain. That might be a new Yeah, so I was trying to figure out, like, what is he saying? But that's, <laughs> yeah, he said, try a big hoop earring like your friend is wearing. I like this. Okay. Oh. Wearing for your underwear. So if you do, like, the bigger loops. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you for your feedback. I know. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like, thanks for your feedback. So I know that. Yeah. So I'm actually, I am going to do a pop-up. 
Okay. It's going to be the Black Designers pop-up. Hey, now. First weekend in April. Hey, now. You know, um, I'm Kick off Black Fashion Month. Um, and then I want to have the option for, like, the vendor tables if you want to be included in, like, the fashion preview or, like, the fashion show you okay. can. And it'll be, like, all the black girl designers, any other black brands. So I'm going to get a big space in Brooklyn. We're going to do this oh, black Oh, I'm excited. Pop-up. You know, I yeah. got you. I'll help with that, start, too. Um, I was going to put it out there in January, mm-hmm. like, once I secured the space. Because mm-hmm. I want to be able to offer as many vendor tables as I can. As possible, yeah. yeah, like cuz I don't want it to just be fashion. Mm-hmm. I would like if some beauty brands pop in mm-hmm. here, some hair brands or if mm-hmm. you have skincare or whatever you have oh, and yeah. then, well of course we'll have you know black owned catering and like drinks and yeah. stuff like that, but I really want it to be a good shopping event especially for the spring cuz April is the time to shop. Oh yeah. I'm like April is and like okay. making it a move. And making it a whole move. Yeah. So we will have that soon. Oh, that's so exciting. I've already started planning and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm like I did. Somebody else told me one of the black one of the girls in the group chat mm-hmm. was like we need to do a, we need to do a pop up. Mm-hmm. With everybody, who everybody want to do it, we should do it together. I just been following um, one on Instagram that I'm thinking about, you know, actually just going to just to see how it is, be, mm-hmm. how it is. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, pop ups like it be like indie, you know, it might not be that vibe, like right. your vibe. I might yes. not be there, cuts like there. What am I trying to say? Like my who they're targeting may not yeah, be your consumer. Exactly, right. exactly. So um, I do want to like go visit a few of them before I really just be like, okay, let me be a vendor. Here. Right, you know. exactly, and you should, and that's like the the key thing is like just making sure you do like your research and like finding things that fit you. Like, you know, I feel like I get questions. I'm like, oh, questions in in the group chat, mm-hmm. and like people message me like, oh, should I do this fashion? Should I do this pop up? I'm like, is that your consumer? Right, exactly. And I know we all sometimes try to make. We don't all make the mistake, but we do it often. Like we do these fashion shows or these pop-ups and stuff like that just to get the exposure. But sometimes that's not the exposure mm-hmm. you need. And all exposure is not necessarily the exposure that you need right. for your clientele. Mm-hmm. So just making sure you understand who your customer is, mm-hmm. where your niche is, the type of woman that you're targeting. Right. Um, and yeah, so as we wrap up, what are your goals or where do you see Chaos the brand and Simone in the next three to four years? Is it more? I, first of all, when's the wedding? Second off, when's the second baby? Oh, oh, so whoa, bra- slow down. So, so well, Chaos bra- is the second baby. Where's the third baby? So the brave has a friend. Um, okay. Well, and then what's you see, like, you know, coming soon? Okay, well, wedding 2021. Okay. Uh, spring 2021. New Orleans style. Oh, Turn yes. up, turn up. my mom there. She had a know, fun. That, <laughs> she had such a great Y'all look like I had so much fun. <laughs> um, yeah, so as far as Chaos, um, I think it's just more... I want this brand to just be bigger than me, you know, to the point where even hiring people, you know, I want to be able to do that for people, give them work. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I want to manufacture. <clears throat> of course. That's my, like, five-year goal. Is to, to own, like, your own factory? Yep, to own my own factory. We um, might go ahead and partnership on that. Because we're going to talk about that later. Because <laughs> right, I'm like, cause I definitely went on my I own, mean, too. <laughs> yeah, like, I think it's just smart, you know. Absolutely. Of, you know, especially, you don't really, what black-owned Especially here, you know, I know it ain't none. Cali, but it's none here, you know. And I want to give like young designers and you know our culture that that goddamn vacuum. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay, but as far as that, it's just me marketing, getting myself out there. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, all I could do is just keep putting out things I love, and hopefully people rock with it you know because at the end of the day it's like it is my baby it is my brand and you know i am sensitive i am sensitive about my (laughs) My shit shit. but i do stand behind it and that's why like i decided to do you know i decided not to go and do custom work Mm -hmm. because you know it is their vision and chaos is mine 
and I wanted to, you know, stay that way. Facts. I feel you. Um, All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having Wanna me. Want to go ahead and throw out your social media handles? Um, how can we keep up with you, Simone? Um, yeah. So my personal um, Instagram handle is Lady Simone A. Um, and of course, go follow Chaos the Brand. I'll be posting stuff every Monday. Every Monday will be new designs. So make sure you comment, like, follow. <laughs> I just proposed to my southern girlfriend and she said yes. <laughs> hey, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so make sure you guys follow Simone. I'll call, mm-hmm. of course uh, include her website and all of her social media in the show notes. So make sure you check her out and shop her brand. Um, does the um, collection have a name to it? No. No, okay. okay nope. Um, nope. Um, just it's chaos just a vibe. It's just effortlessly sexy. Effortless. Like, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. Bye. Bye. My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin yeah, I feel so good to be black right now. <laughs> okay, welcome to episode 40 of the Black and Right? Of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Yes, yes for episode 40. So, uh, this episode is actually sponsored by Street Serenade Apparel. It's a men's and women's streetwear brand inspired by um, the rose that grew from the concrete. Street Serenade Apparel celebrates everyone's damaged petals, knowing that these concrete restraints cannot reframe us from blossoming into our full potential. Through art, design elements, and concepts, we use the streets as a muse and embrace our journey from the ground up. So for today's episode, you can use the code the roses for 15 percent off their new collection the re-up and merch from their scholarship innovative initiative heartbeat of the streets that's what i'm wearing today heartbeat of the streets collection <laughs> hood rich okay so we're gonna get right in today's guest i have brandy roche she's a fashion enthusiast influencer stylist blogger mm-hmm. all of the above this is snatched Aww, <laughs> so thank you. brandy thank you, why don't you tell actually i like to do a little segment first starting off called it's a look Okay. So, if there's anyone in the media this week that you felt like just slayed, why? Who is it and why? Mm. This week, I've been kind of out of... When was the Diddy party? Cause that's, oh, we can use I, that. We can count that. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people came out and killed it, but Beyonce blew me away for some reason. I just loved... Her whole look. I feel like she still looked like she was 22. Like, mm-hmm. she just, she was just just natural, but then she gave, like, this subtle glam, that high split, the structured, cut-out detail of her dress was just, like, amazing. And um, a lot of celebrities at that party actually looked amazing. And I love how Diddy um, did this. I think he collaborated with Vanity Fair, his photographer. They did to where they did, like, a real deal editorial shoot at the Mm. party. So that Mm -hmm. was, like, dope because everybody left that party with, like, Photos. Solid. (laughs) Like, it wasn't no iPhones, bleary picture, the club picture that you got to chase the dude down for your picture. It was like (laughs) editorial. And um, so I think uh, that was a look that I remember I reposted that look because I was just like, yo, be And then she did like a little shoot. She always does a shoot before. And she gave like (laughs) a whole. 
She was serving on that, so that was my look. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Beyonce. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's jump right in. Tell us a little bit about like your background, um, how you got into fashion, um, and well, yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with where you're from, how that, you know, what happened during your childhood to make you want to go more on like the fashion road and like what inspired you and like motivated you to take like the, the glam route, fashion okay. glam route. Um, hmm. So from the start, I'm from Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. Shout out to the city. Shout um, out to this. I love my Bryce and Taylor is from there. Right? Bryce yeah. from there. It's a lot of people from Louisville that is kind of like low key. It's like, ah. Um, but yeah, um, I, when I, I've always, I grew up being very like visual and creative and, you know, in my own, to my own extent. And I, um, I remember my mother always tells me this when I was graduating from pre-K mm-hmm. okay this is how long I knew I wanted to do something crazy pre-K yes. pre-K four years old mm-hmm. and crossing the stage and everybody was reaching in his crate to grab like doctor's hats fireman hats and you know whatever whatever I want to be a fireman and I grabbed a comb and I was like when I grow up I want to be a beautician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, and it's funny because I did I did hair growing up. I was doing, I was just always trying to cre- create and reinvent, like, looks for myself at an early age. Mm-hmm. So by the time I was 12, 13, I was braiding hair, like, literally, hands down, was, like, the coldest braid in the city. And my, because my designs were just so different or whatever, I was just super creative mm-hmm. with that and, um, Again, in Louisville, there's not a lot of, or there wasn't a lot of access to a lot of um, just the idea of fashion and an industry, to say the least. So me just creating my own look as I was between my early teens up until I was in college, I think I just kind of created my own kind of lane for myself. And I didn't know that it was fashion Mm -hmm. until, like I said, when I went to school, um, there was a major program for uh, design merchandising and textiles. So I'm like, what school? I went to Western Kentucky. So I was still in Kentucky. It was in Bowling Green. And I'm like, okay, like this is perfect. And I'm taking sewing classes. I'm participating in the school fashion shows. And that's when I was like, okay, this is dope. This is what you live, breathe, and is are comfortable with at most. So I knew that I needed to get to New York some way, somehow. Love it. So how long ago did you move to New York? I moved to New York. It'll be five years in June. Nice. Um, I moved away from home, though, about eight and a half years ago. So I lived in Maryland and in, in the D.C. area. Okay. Um, first. And then it was just like a transition space. I had family there. Um, and it was just like perfect transition being that I had never even been to New York from Kentucky. So did you like visit first or did you just come? Uh, I, I visited a couple times for sure. I used to come to Fashion Week every year, every season um, from D.C. So I would participate in Fashion Week. And then um, I had a, my cousin, Brooke, uh, lived in Harlem. So I would come up to visit her before I moved here and I would stay there. That was really where I wanted to live. Like Harlem? Girl. That is the first time I ever visited New York. I went to Harlem. I was visiting a friend and as soon as I got here I was like, yo, did I 
I need to live here. Like, I, and, I, and my friend stayed on like on 126th mm-hmm. and Lennox and was like Lennox right in the at, heart oh, of everything. You and he experience. actually was working. So I got a chance to like explore the city by myself. So mm-hmm. I was just walking around Harlem. Like, like, okay. like I'm here. We, I love it. I got drunk at Sylvia's by myself. I was sitting at the bar <laughs> eating chicken and macaroni and cheese. I'm like, this is everything. That's like, how and that's how is. I felt. And then I'm like, yo, I'm going to move here. And that's how I knew. I didn't come until like three years later. Yeah. But that moment, I I was still in school when that happened, so yeah. I was in my senior year of college. But I knew at that moment that I was going to move here. Like I just like that's it. Yeah, and that's what New York does to you. Like it, I hey. feel like shout out it, to Harlem. She's like, I'm from Harlem. Hey. <laughs> shout out to Harlem. <laughs> Harlem's where my heart is, man. Right? It's just so much like energy culture. and culture that mm-hmm. like is. Um, but yeah, that's how it is. You come here for your first time or your first couple of visits, and it's like the energy here is like crazy. Where mm-hmm. you're like, okay. I don't even know how this is about to happen, but I'm about to just pull up. I'm about to just make it happen. <laughs> Fact. Like, so do you recommend that, like, people go, like, to school for, like, fashion merchandising or styling, or do you think it's just something you just got to get out there and just, like, do? I think that no matter – it's good to always – learning is always very important, more um, – just more detail, especially when you get in the industry, just understanding terms and, and the business of it all. But I always say, like, you you know, style or creative eye is something that you just kind of have or you don't, I feel like. I feel like you can learn the latest trends and – trend forecast and all the detail behind fashion and what magazines are this and what celebrities that but if you just don't naturally have an eye to where if all of that was wiped away from you and you had to create Mm -hmm. if you don't have that then um that's the key component to really make it so i don't think that you per se have to Mm -hmm. go to school for it but i think it's always it's necessary to educate yourself in some way, gotcha. um, but no, because I've seen people that went to school for went to law school and then excelled in the fashion industry just be, just because they just have it that natural niche for what it is that to create. Um, sure. Yeah, school is expensive, and I yeah, don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't encourage anybody not to go debt. to school, but it's like. I think we live in a creative world, in a creative space, then mm-hmm. honestly, I do feel like your network is your net worth. Like, a lot of them, feel like, things that I've accomplished and stuff like that had absolutely nothing to do with school. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can educate yourself without school. Without for school. sure. Like, I mean, that's the key. And, like, knowledge and education is key, but it doesn't have to be, like, in the traditional, like, classroom setting. Flat out. Like, sure. and we're not encouraging nobody not to go to school. Do your thing. <laughs> Get your education. But it's that's, not just, like, that's not the only the way. The only way. There yeah. are definitely other ways. If you got hustle, drive, and and you're just determined to get to what it is that you, and a clear vision for what you want, yes. you know? I think um, you can get there and you just have to be persistent. I'm learning these things now, you mm-hmm. know? Being more persistent with the, like you said, with the network, the people, network of people that you have around you, you know? Right. Just making sure that, okay, if you want that and you know somebody that's doing that, you know, communicate with them and, you know, try to learn from them. Absolutely. So. So what like what are like your rules to, like when it comes to like dress and styling? Like do you have something that you live by or it's just like a more like of a feeling? Like how do you get dressed like for the day? It's literally a feeling. I promise you like I d- I have realized that like if I was to come up with like a a quick hashtag for my style, I would say 
um, I am a sporty belle. I like that. I'm like the sporty belle because sporty it's belle. Like, I like that. You sporty like belle. it because yeah. it's like I love, 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 love sneakers and hats and snapbacks and that. I love, I love hats and just, just urban wear, like super athletic urban wear. But at the same time, oh, you can read that from all the way back here. I need yeah, to grab my glasses. Show there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, I love the that's the Kentucky girl in me. I love skirts and big. I got a, my phone's leaning on a big top hat right now. I love <laughs> I love skirts and hats and and poofy sleeves. I got some lace gloves in my purse. You just never know what I'm gonna pull yes. out on you, honey. It's Sunday, baby. You know, taking us we to gotta, church. We got, you got <laughs> taking us to church with the gloves and the hat. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm going to brunch afterwards, and I got to be ready, right? honey. So, <laughs> yeah, um, the, the, I think it's uh, my style is really a collaboration of both. So one day I might be straight up all sporty, like hoodie, hat, sneakers, drop crotch, Japanese pants, and then another day I might be super elegant, classy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really don't. I think there's no true layout. I think today. Like today, I'm neutral, mm-hmm. um, and usually people who know the way I dress, I'm always very colorful. I wear like bright colors all year round, neon green, and um, that may be just based on a mood. Like, mm, do I want to be like like that, eh, or do I want to just be chill? I'm giving what? Yeezy, or am I giving? Who does bright colors? I don't know who does bright. Who colors, does bright? But who can I think of? I, can't I mean, think. Tiana Taylor back in the day, Tiana, she was always do the right colors. Tiana like, Taylor's yeah. aesthetic is like literally the way that's that's like I said, she's fly as heck. But yeah, that, she that's is me all day. Shit. Like big, I love like big hair, hat. Uh, I just left um, the Brooklyn Circus. Do you have you ever heard of Brooklyn Circus? Yeah, because we gave them an award. We, yeah, of too. course. I'm yeah, at, at Fashion Five Hundred. Like, yeah, uh, this is the one that announced us. She, she probably passed them in the award. Shout out to Luigi. <laughs> I think I did. I think. <laughs> Definitely. I'm like, Do yeah, you know? <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I went. He did an event last night, a ho- like a holiday. The varsity, uh, just like curated around the varsity jacket. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, his stuff is so dope. Oh, like yeah. I haven't been to you, the store yet. But I need go. to. I know I need to go. I've been. It's on my to do list. Anybody black in fashion? Yeah, black in <laughs> fashion. Okay, yes. Tune in. Um, you gotta go. I it, it like his stuff is the quality is. Mm-hmm. Flat out amazing, and it's just like, and I perfect. see stuff from like from his pictures and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, this is dope. And then I did like a little, like a impromptu interview uh-huh. at the show because right. you know, when, when people were supposed to come in, mm-hmm. I'm like, send them on this side, let me do like these little 10 minute interviews. And right. he was just talking about, like, I'm always here to create controversy. That's what uh-huh. he said. That's what Luigi <laughs> said. I was just like, I like okay. that. Yeah, let's be controversial. Let's <laughs> go. I love it's it. It's a moment. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we got to go check it out. We can do a little, little Brooklyn field yeah, trip. We should. We let's should. Now, I wanted to ask you, like, you know, like from your Instagram, I would say you, you are a fashion influencer, mm-hmm. like an anthos. So what's the difference between like in a fashion influencer and like a model? Because I feel like you're both or like, like they're like one and the same. Yeah, I think I think an influence, you know, I'm really trying to figure it all out. Let me just stop there and say I don't <laughs> even know because at, at one point. I was very like behind the scenes more so. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I've always posted pictures of myself, but now I think it's more so I'm just my own brand in okay. totality. So it's like I 
I model the looks that I put together or if it's a brand that I'm working with um, because I'm comfortable enough to do so. And Mm -hmm. then also I think, uh, but influencer, I always feel like an influencer, I mean, they usually getting paid. Mm -hmm. They like focus more on getting paid for product collaborations, whereas, you know, I mean, it's all the same. I feel like an influence, and, and correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. It could be a, a difference. <laughs> I think we all trying this. to figure out that influence. A, a blogger is this. A you know model is this. But mm-hmm. I feel like it's all under one umbrella. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So how do you make? I guess how do you make money from it, or do you do you can you make money from it? Like, is it like a lucrative like position to be in, like as an influencer? I think that again, I'm I'm building that platform to start getting like paid um, collab- contracts where I am get making money for it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am just kind of building my own brand, showcasing my my work. Um, you I went do to work with high school. I did go to who is that? <laughs> I'm looking at your hey, I know I'm. I, I suck with live, y'all. I'm sorry. I ain't even looking over her. I'm I looking at her live more than mine. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at yours too. <laughs> Girl, I can't. It's but funny. I can't even see. I lost my glasses when I was yes, at home last time. Jackets from BK Circus. Oh yeah. Like, Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I glance over there every now and then, but like sometimes Girl, going, you gonna like, have to read both. Of, you gonna have to read both of them because I can't see, girl. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I, 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 put, I put on some lashes today. These things feel like they heavy. It's just not. <laughs> I'm in hibernation. <laughs> <laughs> Sis is getting ready for the B-Day turn up. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm a hibernation. I got to whatever. And still cute. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So you're working towards, like, getting contracts and stuff like that with brands. So do you think that as a des- for designers that it's um, beneficial to work and partner with, um, like, fashion enthusiasts and bloggers and so that maybe they can get another outlet as far as, like, styling and, like, other avenues of... Um, I guess like visibility, like for their brand. I think I think it's good too. I also um, know that there's a fine line between you know an influencer taking advantage of a designer okay. because they you know have a certain amount of followers, so they just you know oh I'm only doing this if it's free this or mm-hmm. whatnot. And I feel like being that. I am about to be, because 2020 is about to be lit, and I hate it. I'm not really like a person that's like, oh, next year, but I've really got to fit. It's mm-hmm. 2020 visions just hit me different. Oh, yeah, it's And it's through. just a time of my life, too, where I'm like, girl, you got to make this thing pop. So mm-hmm. it's like, um, but in this upcoming year, I do have a lot of things, like from doing like podcasts, setting up, working up my web pages, getting you know in the process right now, and trying to format it to the not perfection, but to at least a good startup to the brand new Rochelle. Yeah, um, standards. Yes, yeah. Um, and I will be having, like I said, working with this one here. We're going to have a little line and everything, a clothing line out, and mm-hmm. I really feel like um, I would love to work with influences and people who have a certain name but at the same time they can't just you 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 can't just say oh I'm gonna wear your stuff but you just gotta give it to me because I put a lot of money and hard work into creating these pieces you know what I'm saying and it's Mm -hmm. like really my stuff is gonna be so fly it ain't gonna do nothing but like boost boost your stuff up a little bit more too you know so let's let's make it let's meet halfway like 
I understand that, you know, you do have a large following per se, so the visibility could be there. But let's do like a wholesale price or whatever. It doesn't always have to be just given away, you know. And I th that's the only thing that – but I do think that, you know, putting your clothing on somebody with a bigger platform, it brings – <clears throat> new people because they have people that just follow their every move and let me mm -hmm. not do stuff with my nails. Um, no, I do it all the time. You I'm always in here like, look. It's like, <laughs> why is this cup right here? <laughs> Trying to make a cameo. Right, I'm like, I'm always like, listen. <laughs> no, you fine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think it's necessary, but I think it's there are um, certain boundaries that, and certain things to be understood in the process of creating that that new relationship with an influencer and a brand gotcha gotcha okay which is why i'm just be building my that's why i'm trying to build mine my following and everything so a nice point to where when i do start dropping it mm -hmm. and he when i put it on you need to know that it's something to go grab you don't gotta wait to see it on the who's who's and the what's what because guess what she's the what's what fact <laughs> i love that <laughs> So, so far, I have, like, another segment that I like to do. Um, yeah. It's called, it's a success, it's a disaster. Okay, okay. <laughs> Actually, it's a success, it's a disaster segment is um, sponsored by 620 Style. Okay. <laughs> 620 Style is a contemporary luxury brand. Um, mm -hmm. Everything is manufactured right here in New York City. It's very glamorous. Make sure you guys go and check out 620 Style. Mm -hmm. um, she is the queen of the flare pants. She got the flare with flare. She got all the dope wide leg pants, and they're always accompanied by, like, a matching says, this is lit Ooh, okay so that, that will be in the show comments and shout out to 620 style and you can use promo code black fashion to get an extra 20 percent off of your purchase this holiday season so it's a disaster or it's a success it could be either one okay. but something that you know you've had to either learn the hard way but at the end of the day you learn something from it whether it was a bad experience or a good experience so far in your fashion career that you like really learned something from okay um okay you know what just because this was my best friend just sent me this uh post yesterday and was like no and i'm like and this is the second time this has happened this isn't really like something that i've done it's more so something that i didn't do but i've had it in my head and i've had the vision for probably about five years probably okay <clears throat> and um it's so crazy and I, I so how do I start this I initially created this idea that I want to do photo shoots and I want them to be like I ain't gonna give out the details because I can still do it but right. the bottom line is I had this vision to do a shoot um with the Miss Parker theme right Miss Parker. Yeah, from, oh, from Friday. Friday. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so I wanted to do I wanted to do like a high fashion Miss Parker scene. Okay. And um with like like a fly model, some short some I don't know if I was gonna do shorts. I literally had the vision clear as day, like a dope like like uh gingham print shirt mm -hmm. that was, you know, the whole little red and like how she I think her shirt was red and black, like tied, tied in a up. knot. And I was gonna have that but she I had wanted the grass. Uh -uh. She, she didn't she, have no grass. She, she was, was watering, watering that we, dirt. She was watering that hood path. You know, a little hood path to the store, the little dirt. She was hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Or you gotta find somebody's yard that's jacked up. <laughs> I was gonna find, like, I was either gonna, it might, I was even debating if it was gonna be in front of an actually house or if I was just gonna do, you know, like the green wall, like it was gonna be like a set. Okay. And just have her, the model, super high fashion though, but dressed like in the field to where when you look at it, you would get the image, but it was gonna be like super high fashion. Gotcha. And it was just a simple idea, right? But me, I was, I remember talking about this with her, my best friend. She's just like, dog do it do what you got to do it and again just thinking that the idea is only in your head and it'll be there and it's just like you realize over time you know us as creatives we still and I learned this from um my friend Janelle uh, the working beauty I think she changed her Instagram name but you know I'm talking about working but anyway (laughs) we and her had a conversation and it's like us creatives no matter how much of an idea is so individualized, we all pull from the same ether. Mm-hmm. And it's it's and, and when I say that, it's like it's like a space in the world where all of our thoughts as a creative people, they're, they're similar. Like so you might think like only you thought of this idea, but somebody else might have thought it had the exact same vision okay. but in a different texture, a different color or whatever. And it's like the main thing that you gotta do is put that out there and be you know Necessary. It's necessary for you to get it out there first so right. that at least you've done it because you start beating yourself up. And that's where I'm leading to with this, it's a disaster. Because the girl Milano, De Rutten, um, the girl from Philly, the, the the brand Milana, and I love I love everything she's doing. I think her brand is dope. I think it's dope how she's built it up and everything. And she just did a shoot with the Miss Parker thing. Oh, and the chicks watering the it. grass and the, in the little set. And my best friend sent me the thing like, no. And I'm like, fuck. But. Well, everybody, side note, the Milan, I didn't know who she was until yesterday. Oh, okay. And the whole room that I was in was pissed because supposedly she had a baby by me. And I was like, oh, so So is she, is it me? I don't know. She's out in the room. I just found out she was pregnant too. Well, she just let it out. But I um, seen it. Yeah, I'm like, so I know everybody in the room was like, fuck. So that same ex- <laughs> that same expression you just had <laughs> with the thrash where it's like, fuck. It's like, fuck, you having a baby back? <laughs> Thought I was going to be his next baby. Oh, it, was, it was plenty to be there. <laughs> That's a little spicy mommy. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... Like I said, I think um, that was a that was a big lesson for me. And and to be honest, that was the second time because I also had a vision one day to do Janet Jackson's cover of um, I think it's Pleasure Prince, the one where the, the red background and she had that big side ponytail and she had like the squiggle around her. And I the it's a I have to find. Is it, it. from the Velvet Rope? Like a time in the time when she was doing that album? Mm, girl, it, I'm Velvet trying to. Rope. I want to say it was a Pleasure Principle. Oh, it's older than that. It's an old one because I remember I was oh. listening to it on my way to work and I was looking at the album cover and I was like, I'm gonna redo this. Mm-hmm. And guess who did it? Hmm. Angela Simmons. She oh, had a little shit. moment where she recreated Beyonce's album cover, oh, yes. Janet. When was I saw Halloween? it, it was like, nah, it was, was like, okay. like sometime last year. And I remember like screaming because, so that was the first time that I had that moment. And that's when I'm realizing, okay. But, but I don't, I look at it all as a lesson. It's not really like, I don't want to be too frustrated about it because it's like, okay, well, at least you are 
you were ahead of the time because you had these ideas way before they was actually executed by these people, but they actually executed. So bravo to them. You know, right, you got to give the credit to people when they actually put it to. You can't get mad at people for. You can't be like, oh, that was my idea. Okay, what well, did you do it? Thanks. True. No. So I got to look at myself like, B. What well, did you do it? No. Oh. So next thing that I have in my mind is getting done. That was claim like, it, and that's 2020. Like that's everything it. that I do, I'm gonna make a way, and I'm just gonna do it straight up, straight like that. <laughs> so so far, like with all the different like designers and like projects that you've worked on, what would you say for you was like your favorite, and you feel like it embodied you the most as a brand? Mm, well. Honestly, I think one of my favorite projects that I did is a long time ago because I it's funny since I've been in New York, my create I haven't really done as much. I I'm a buyer for a boutique, assistant buyer for a boutique and I do a lot of in behind the scenes stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um which is it's fun, but it's not I I want to be more in out, the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that one of my favorite projects that I worked on was I st- worked I did pretty much Kind of like the creative directing for a Raheem Devon video. Oh, back when Which I was one? in DC, it was called uh, Pink. Was it Pink Crush Velvet? It's it's Pink a it's velvet. Mm-hmm. And it was. I remember Six Shooter pulled me in to um, style that video, and every time I used to get pulled and get hired on for those videos, I would always end up style. I would be, it'd be like, okay, we got four models. I end up styling probably. 12 models. One time, <laughs> one, time, one time, I was supposed to style four models. I literally get, I put 13 chicks in outfits. Wow. Um, but that came with me just becoming, coming over prepared. And luckily I was, I was able to do it. But that video shoot, um, it was just a lot of fun because I was able to really just be creatively free. Like he, you know, let me know the concept of the video. Mm-hmm. Um, I assisted, Raheem Stylist has sent, his looks but I kind of assisted putting his looks together so I was styling him Mm -hmm. as well as you know getting props for the whole set for the video I'm getting pink crushed velvet blankets cupcakes candy (laughs) I love it you know it was just like I helped set the vibe for it Mm -hmm. and um that was amazing like I really really to this day like I feel like that is something a moment that I that I need to top because I felt just so I just felt good leaving that shoot you know Mm -hmm. having that much creative freedom so so out of all the avenues I guess which is your favorite um well I guess like you styling Mm -hmm. so that's you being behind the scenes Mm -hmm. you're buying that's Mm -hmm. you being behind the scenes and then it's like being the influencer blogger whereas you are like right in front so I feel like with the they all work like kind of hand in hand but like which one would you say is like top like top tier for you i'm learning more now that i think the forefront is more where i'm more comfortable i think um i love to do i can totally do the behind the scenes thing without a question easily but i think um i'm just very passionate about you know trying to spread knowledge educating the youth the next generation Mm -hmm. i think that I have to be on the forefront. I have to put my face out there and and give my testimony and talk um, about the things that, I, the experiences that I've had being positive or negative um, and just being 
like I said, on the front line, I think that's the part that, that gives me the most pleasure because I can I love to talk to people. Um, so you need to be in the spotlight. Yes. Hi, Latonya. Yes, my guy. I love it. Like that. Her right there. Hi. <laughs> right there. That is my heart. Yeah, and I, I, I guess I need to be in the spotlight. spotlight. Okay. Yeah, I think I just, I realized for so long of being behind the scenes, I like kind of shied away from my natural like I can't help what energy I put out and people gravitate so it's right. like if people gravitate to me and want to hear what I'm talking about and are interested then I need to make sure that I utilize that platform and t- tell all that I know about style fashion just sometimes it's just not even about that it's just about instilling confidence into like I said the young girls that's really what I'm so passionate about which is like my overall goal mm-hmm. is to have like a graffiti face LLC branded foundation where I'm like I got a program for the up and coming youth to I just like teach them about um, just how confidence is from you know it's not about the exterior it's just because you look well you cannot you know sometimes not feeling well on the inside it dims all of that so you got to feel good from the inside and it just I think being around other people who have experienced things like you have um, just kind of makes you you when you have a testimony it just makes you feel better about opening up and a lot of talk right now is about like mental health and I love that I love that our community and our culture is starting to be more open about it and more aware of it because I know I wasn't I just would just be like you know, I never really dealt with a lot of stuff, but I just think in my, like you said, what they say, break the generational curse. Curses, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of times you see your mom just push through whatever versus like really taking care of what it may be. And then so you grow up thinking, I just got pushed through. And it's like, no, talk to somebody right. and see. Absolutely. So just, I think the forefront is going to be my, like going at it full out though. Like, gotcha. So on the, back in do you feel like it was harder to get into buying because i've never i've been working in this industry for a long time and i never really see uh buyers um black buyers ever yeah um yeah it's not a lot when i go to the trade shows and go to coterie and dna it's never it's um it's like me and then everybody else you know Mm -hmm. um but i think there are a lot more now um i think it's not well for me it probably is harder i think i transitioned into buying through a already established um boutique um so we already had a lot of relationships with a lot of brands italian brands french brands japanese brands to where when i get pulled into our buying meetings our our appointments it's not like, oh, who is she? It's like I'm introduced, like, oh, this is my assistant buyer, Brandy. And so now, going forward, when I go to these showrooms or whatnot, you know, I already have the leeway. But I think it probably, I would imagine it being a little hard. I remember one time I went to a trade show, and um, sometimes when I go to check on the brands that were, you know, potential future brands that we're looking to pick up, I may go look at the brand after, um uh, my boss, she after she already went to see it or whatnot, and I'm just following up to just do the final assessment. And it was a brand out of Atlanta. It was a um, jewelry company or something. Mm-hmm. And they didn't know 
my face, right? Mm -hmm. And so I walk up and I'm just like, I introduced myself, but no, I didn't even get a chance yet. I went and I just was looking at the pieces or whatnot. And when you go to the booth, you don't have to like, most of the time they busy with somebody else. And I'm looking and then I felt like I was being watched. I was like, I y'all don't even know right. that y'all want to be in our store and I can shut out and I and it did shut it all down cuz when I went back and gave the I get so after I'm like walking around looking at everything just you know I'm very respectful when I'm there you know and they just like can I they just hit me with Can the, I help you? You know, like the agent in the in the in the hair store that just following out. Hurry up and buy. You know, <laughs> they was giving me that vibe. I was like Okay. Hurry up and buy. <laughs> so, so so they came up. So they like kinda follow me around the booth mm -hmm. and then he's like, Well, who are you here with? And I'm like, Okay. So, so I I'm can't be because because I'm black, black I can't be I here for representing what I, you know what you know I would have smacked the so right. Asian man. It uh, he wasn't though he what he was he was like a, a white but you know he was white man in Atlanta. Yeah, just he might have been that she was with somebody right, else. Or, like you couldn't be buying for your own right store. But you got to keep in mind too if he's in Atlanta he's still the South. You know white people down there they still be kind of a little racist. They ain't quite kinda. lost it right a lot exactly. Kinda. I was being <laughs> modest. You gotta so, be modest. So he was black in fashion. Okay yes <laughs> racist and a mug. Right. So because I really think that's what it was. You know they come up to New York where New York is a melting pot. Black chick is everywhere. First of all we bosses everywhere, everywhere. all around. But you can see you know you're gonna see a little more diversity in these type of environments so for him to walk up and be like what you, who you, who here, you for? here for and know. so then I'm like actually I'm here with Mulay I'm the assistant buyer I was just coming to follow up on the collection how are you oh oh and then and then they it was so weird that every the energy the just, changed. just changed I bet meanwhile mine changed too all of a sudden <laughs> I was just like mm-hmm and I went and gave the report, and we was and me and Beach was like, she was like, forget them. They they act like that with you. We don't need that brand, and we Absolutely. did not even pick it up. So. Exactly, and you never know who you're talking to. You, never, you know. never know. I've been to like my fair share of trade shows, and but I'm not looking for wholesale clothes. I'm I, I usually go to like source and trade shows, so I'm right. looking at fabrics and mm -hmm. stuff like that. I get the same thing. Like, yeah. like, I am a buyer though. I, like I am. Like is that I'm not just buying for my collection. I'm buying for a slew of, of clients. Collections. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. So you need to be nice because I'm you need to be nice. rack up. Exactly. I'm like, not just buying for a collection. I'm loading up. Like you are literally loading right. I'm up. I'm trying to get a connect with you and like try to build, build these relationships because this is for me is an ongoing business. So, but when I, I mark them off, I'm like, because you know they can use the little brochures. Mm -hmm. I will scratch your <laughs> shit out in a minute. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> Next. Next. Don't need your fabric. Mm -mm. It probably was all polyester. It was probably anyway. poly. And I'm fine with poly because, you know, like, it has a lot of technos and, like, it's a man-made, so it works. But it's like, at the end of the day, don't judge me for the way I look. Period. And that's what it's, and that's what, I mean, that's essentially what this podcast is about. It's so many of us. So many <laughs> of us. It's don't everywhere. Everywhere. Don't get it twisted. I'm sorry. I keep looking over. I'm looking at my sister is requesting to be in. Where is this? I, my, I don't know if I can. I can't see if I you, can know how to do that. I, I think but you got a question. How you do that? It'll do, yeah, I, I think you know. like that. I'm like, oh, sis must got a question. <laughs> Just throw it in there. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So what is, is so you've done like a lot of, yeah. 
You might not. No, I can hear you though. Say something. Hello. Yeah, you good. Okay. You still fine. So, would you do styling on like movie and like video shoots and stuff like that? Do you feel like that's a hard avenue to get into? Like, you gotta like know someone in order to even get pulled into these type of opportunities? Yeah, I think I think that is. I, it's so funny you say that because that's another thing that I'm very much. I'm into everything. Whichever one pop off, we gonna roll with it. But costume design and set design I love that whole concept and I think there's like almost like a union um to get into once you kind of get into that whole union of like the to where you are on the list of like a call list for this shoot like I am um, like a stylist union it's like a yeah I, and I'm correct me if I'm wrong I have to give a little more details I find out but I remember I was speaking with someone about doing some work for a um because, uh, you know, Law and Order, all of these show, shows shoot really, they really shoot here. Power. I'll be walking to work and they shooting Power on my block. Gotcha. I, it was, and so it's like, it's a, so it's all of these shows are being shot in the city. Mm-hmm. And um, you, but there's like a, yeah, there's like a union or like some type of, a, that you have to get into to where you're like in the rotation for, oh. to get called for makeup or styling or costume or this or that. So I do think, I don't think it's super easy to get into, but I think once you are in it, then you're like heavy once rotation. You'll get, you're getting picked up left and right. Um, I wonder how you get in it. That's the next go. Okay. The, and I, I had, I know someone who was trying to like, you know, wing me in, but that'd be a process. Sometimes people tell you they going to, they loop you and they link and you and they don't link you. That's the thing in New York. They always talk about, I'm a link you. I don't even know what that means. What is a link? Okay. <laughs> if it ain't a Cuban, I don't want the link. <laughs> well, I sound like my mic ain't right. No, I can hear you though. You so you're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's my headphones. It might be the headphones, but you good on the mic stuff. Okay. I can hear you well. We okay. might be stepping on some cords down. It's right. okay. As long as. <laughs> that is funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still laughing. The last it is a cute <laughs> For real. I'm you know, sorry. Gotta switch the requests up. Gotta okay. be more clear gotcha. on what type of links we're trying to have these now, days. As a influencer, a stylist, a buyer, all those are that that person that really goes out there and like choose and like set the tone. What is Five. What is five things that um, you feel like every woman needs to have in her closet year round, not seasonal? Year round. Yeah. She's calling me and she got to call me back. She, she don't even know. Ain't it? She won't just um, pop up in the face. She would have just popped up. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, five, um, things, five things. I usually ask, I usually ask three, but seasonal, but it's something that is a staple that needs to be in your wardrobe year round. What five things would you say? Okay. I would say. A fire, like a good, I would say a good, a really good leather, like a nice leather jacket. Okay. I feel like a leather jacket is something that pulls a look together all the time, no matter, and it's, and it's throughout the season, you know? Yeah. Um, I think you should have, um, What's the main essential that I would say? I have, it's so many things. I, I think a fire belt. I, no, I was gonna say. I was gonna say like a good belt, like a okay. a good like thick waist, a thick belt, or like a nice chain belt. Because I've been wearing lately, I've been wearing this one chain belt, and it's like just 
pulling a lot of things together for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like a good waist belt that also like works in a lot of ways. You know, I have a belt right now over a blazer, but you could also wear it over like an oversized dress and it creates a different shape. Right. Um, because I think the whole idea about changing your look is just your look sometimes just creating different shapes within the look, you know? Gotcha. You could wear the same thing three times, but if you kind of just add a little accessory, take it away, layer it different, it becomes three different looks. Um, so I think like a dope, good, thick, solid belt, solid leather jacket, um, a good hat, whatever, whether a it's brim. like a brim. Yeah, good brim hat, because that just gives you like, that takes another look, that just gives a whole nother element to your look as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a good... I think a good like combat boot. Okay, I feel like yeah, a combat, combat boot. boot. Yeah. I, I feel like okay. a good look, like a nice chunky, like just like a, a dope, just a boot. Like whether it's whether even it doesn't have to be a heel. It could be, uh, you know, a, just like a flat boot or like a heel combat boot. But I feel like that type of boot again, you can it just it you can throw that on with anything, some sweats, some jeans, a dress, a skirt, and it's gonna give you a pop. It's gonna give you a pop. So that and then. Crazy shades, man. I feel like you gotta have like a, a little yes. raunchy frame. Okay, um, I feel that. But I could keep going, but I think we're gonna stop at that. So like, hat, shade, belt. Cause I feel like I just gave like a hit. Well, like, yeah, you did. Uh, if you top think about bottom. it, it's a top to bottom that can go all different ways, right. you Absolutely. know? Uh, hat, shades, belt, dope jacket, and a dope boot. boot. Yeah. Five that, you heard them. Those are the five Brandy Roche essentials that okay. you need to have in <laughs> your wardrobe year round. <laughs> year round. And create different shape. Yep. And so you think that um, with certain body types, there is certain shapes that you uh, should stay away from. Like, it, let's say, like, a, I feel like we're in the era of the curvy girl. Mm-hmm. Like, all the when we is we making sure our waist is a snatch mm-hmm. and our hips is round and out. But whether it be plastic or whether it be in the gym mm-hmm. or uh, what or your fat, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> but that's we in that. What's that? Is that hourglass? That we in that Our hourglass glass. body? Is there for anything sure. for that body type and that is that body type that women are aspiring that you feel like? They could, I don't know, do better. Because right now, I just feel like it's like it needs to be fitted. But I feel like it don't need to be. But it's like uh-uh. with that shape, it's like you just trying to show that off. But it's right. another, what's another way to accentuate that shape? That So I always say if you are like, if you are literally like that hourglass shape, I feel like, no, you don't always have to wear like spandex everything you know i feel like that was the um the direction a lot of people was going and i'm like it's not the only way actually i mean i ain't gonna say that i'm an hourglass but i do have like big full of okay these legs need to go down or not too but i got (laughs) full of legs thighs and butt but then my waist is a little bit smaller but then you know so it's like if you are in that shape you know i think crop tops are cool like loose though like uh over like you could do oversized crop top that showcases that smaller part of you and then do a baggy uh, baggy jean or like a baggy sweat or mm-hmm. a full skirt again I love to do separates um, mm-hmm. so you do and then that's also sexy but it's not tight you still comfortable you know right. I think um, so accentuating just that part of yourself you know do maybe like showing I'm really big on um giving clavicle you know i think clavicle 
fit. Cause I'm a shoulder wearing bitch. A, I'm always like, this. like right. You might, I might take a little Susan snip. Right. Just I'm like, I'm a, a shoulder girl. This is my sexiness. Yes. Right here. It's I, like you're like the bell of the ball. Like, and I think people we kind of like don't even like um, take take advantage of like that simple sexuality that simple little thing about ourselves that mm -hmm. makes things look sexy and everything else could just you could have on something literally a drapey flowy dress if you given like this right shoulder. here and, get, and you and you just and moment. you will just look like <laughs> breathtaking to a person you know that. um so i do think that a, a no and i think like for like a curvier woman that's in um that's in let's say if you work in office and business and you have to dress in more um business attire mm -hmm. i think that's where a lot of times us curvier girls struggle because dresses a lot of times are made um shift dresses are a lot of times made for that that sort of career path and it's like there's not a lot of dresses that or a lot of ways to dress within that um that that I'm trying to think of whatever it is, that career path. Mm -hmm. So it's just like you think, oh, I need to go to, let's say, Macy's or whatever, wherever people buy little dresses like that, wherever. you And you get these little straight dresses and then they're not appropriate for your body type because when you curvy, you can't do straight. It just won't work because you'll have to buy it two sizes bigger just to accommodate your hips mm -hmm. and then everything else is loose. Or if right. it has stretch... Okay. It's gonna fit over your hips, but it's gonna be like baggy. A quick trick though, ladies who are curvy, who already do have dresses like that, depending on how the dress is made, you can twist it. Vivian Westwood is a queen of doing dresses like where you can put it on and then you can give it a twist. Wrap and dresses it kinda, too. It, it's, it's actually just, it'll be it's like a, a pull dress. on, a shift, but it's, you twist it a little bit and it kind of gives, and it, depending on what the dress looks like, it may or may not work. But if it's a simple shift dress mm -hmm. and then you give it a twist, it it's basically, it'll wrap around, like it'll be tight. It's like, like bias cut. Yeah, it'll just oh, kind of like create that at I your like waist. That. If you have dresses that you just don't want to give up, that's like that. But if you curvy, you got to stay away from dresses like that. You'll be better off, like you said, with a wrap dress. Um, DVF is known for doing hella wrap dresses. Or right. even just like a... Um, my sister said the struggle. My, my sister is like that. It's, uh -huh. like <laughs> it's the struggle, I'm telling you. And it's like, or like A-line. A-line dresses are so beautiful, you know. Give yourself a nice, put or belt it, you know. Do a nice belt. But I think... A lot of dresses, when it comes to that business attire look, is they are not cut for us curvier girls at all. So I was. They want you to go in there looking like you straight out of Ann Taylor. Straight out of Ann Taylor. Taylor. And Ann ain't got it. And okay, I don't know. I don't know. Where's a picture of Ann Taylor? Okay, I need to see Ann. What does she look like? What does Ann look like? Because Ann don't look like the rest of us going <laughs> to work okay. every day. I ain't no looking at Ann. That is funny. Okay. <laughs> so before we laugh, like we wrap up, I got one more segment. Okay. And it's like, it's a muse. So if there's anything out there that you feel like as far as like a um, exhibit or like a book or maybe like just a person like that has been like a muse for you and an inspiration you just want to put it out there you want people to follow or read or see that you think will you know help other creatives or just let people see something in a different way okay. it don't have to necessarily be about fashion either it could be just something like that you you saw and you're like yo I wish more people knew about this mmm Hmm. Yeah, you know, I try. We try to we we inspire Dang. and we live to knowledge. <laughs> well, um, a person 
that I would say right now, I'm like super excited about their journey and I'm proud of, and they wrote a book and, well, she wrote a book and she's super inspirational to me right now. She was inspirational to me seven years ago when I met her. Mm -hmm. um, and it just, it, it blows my mind to see how, see a person that really, really spoke everything that she wanted into fruition and beyond and accomplished all of these goals. And that is, um, her name is, um, <laughs> it, it was, you better say it. <laughs> I love it. Let's tell you, you got time today. She's on the live. Right. Like my godmother is a busy woman. So I'm just so excited that she's tuned in. Um, Elaine Welthroff. I always say okay. her yeah, I love busy. her. Okay. Yeah. Elaine okay. is, and I'll just do a quick little backing. I met Elaine. Um, she's a, she's like my cousin, Brooke the one that I said used to come visit in Harlem, like mm -hmm. one of her best friends. And I'm so fortunate to have a cousin that is was connected with some of the New Yorkers early on, you know, to where she was able to introduce me to them. So I met Elaine back when she was working at Ebony. Oh, nice. Okay. And um, she, and I, I had Brooke set up where I could have a meeting with her, went into the office with her and, um, you know, we just, we sat at this big boardroom table and just talked, you know, and I just told her all of my, the things I wanted to do. And, you know, I was, it was really early. I was maybe 21, maybe okay. 20. Okay, maybe it's not 21, 20, about 22, whatever, however <laughs> old I was. Um, I was just, I was fresh. I didn't even live in New York. I was living in D.C. still, and I came up to visit and met up with her. And she was super young and just told me how, like, how she just went for, she just stalked the editor at Ebony, like, kept, 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 kept being so persistent with her mm -hmm. um, to just get a conversation. And her receptionist was like, she's busy, she's busy. She's like, I did not stop. I kept, kept calling to the point so I finally got a conversation with her 15 minutes turned into 30 minutes we got to chat um she said the uh the editor was doing a shoot out in because i think she's from like california um elaine is and so she got called to assist her on a shoot blah 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 and ended up getting getting a call six months later about a position with Ebony um, as I think the beauty and style editor. So her career has like blossomed. She was on Project Runway. Oh my yeah, god, she's doing she's doing Project Runway right now. She was the editor for Teen Vogue. Come on, the nice. first black editor for Teen Vogue. Right. Like I need to read her book. I'm glad you brought. And I need, she I need yes, to her and her yeah. and she's I Elaine. Don't kill me. I haven't even read, but I I've I've she always like reads parts from it from with her mom and stuff. And I mm -hmm. it's just so real and and just to see that that she's really literally planted the seed and watered that flower every single day, you know, to grow. And then she has like, she's just an amazing person. Like, mm -hmm. and that is a person, that is somebody that I look up to and aspire to just follow my dreams in that in that way with confidence and just knowing that this is what I'm setting out to do, this is what I'm gonna do. And I'm setting my attention and I'm, and I'm being clear on them. Flat out. That. And that's what she did early on. So now to see her now, doing everything plus She's, more mm -hmm. it's like yo this stuff can really happen and, and just happened before my eyes yeah i love that okay so, yeah. i'm gonna make sure i put that book in the show notes like as i recommended like read and stuff for this week and make sure you guys yes get it. yes so, yes just want to call to action again our two sponsors for this episode serenade street serenade apparel inspired by the culture created by the streets made for the people now mm. brandy i'm just gonna have you read these words that's on the back of this shirt okay yes yes of course this is this is really the goal <laughs> y'all this is 
rich in, we are rich in knowledge, culture, tenacity, purpose, and resilience. Boom. Okay? There's nothing else that we need more than all of these things to really, really be our full, 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 full self. Absolutely. So make sure you guys shop Street Serenade Apparel. I'll put, of course, all the information on the show notes. And you guys, uh, I'll put all the social media in there and definitely take off your additional 15% using code The Roses for their new collection, the Re-Up and the um, Heartbeat of the Streets collection. And, of course, 620 Style. Make sure you shop with her. Luxury, comfortable, affordable, Urban, it's not even urban brand, but it's I call I call six twenty style like the the luxury with the edge of comfort. I can't like wait to it's check so it dope. out. You'll love it. It's amazing. You can take an additional twenty percent off your order using the code Black Fashion. And guys, thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Brandy. Throw out your social media. How Thank can people you for keep up with you? Me. Yes. Thank you all for having me. Um, my Instagram is Graffiti Face. Um, it's G R A F F. I-T-I-F-A-C-E. Graffiti. Yes. Um, yeah. And you can also, yeah, just graffiti face. face. And we, gonna, we ain't going to do too much. We'll put that in the we'll show We'll put everything else, else underneath at the yeah. bottom. Gosh. All right. As I always say, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Stay black and peace out. Peace.